0: Get in the know, nonstop Vikings talk. It's Purple Daily on Score North and ScoreNorth.com. Purple Daily, presented by Surly Brewing Company. You know why I love Purple Daily, gentlemen, and our audience, our uh, our our faithful community of Vikings fans. One of the things I love the most mm-hmm. is the three of us here: Phil Mackey, Judd Zulgat, our executive producer, Declan Goff we can uh, you know go away for the weekend and you know take take 5 minutes off to grab some brunch and and uh, you know be with our friends and loved ones to to recharge and all throughout the weekend we can get badgered by people wondering when is the emergency average offensive lineman episode going to drop why haven't you guys done an emergency chris reed episode yet <laughs> They signed guard Chris Reed, I who is that same an thing, average actually. offensive lineman. Which, I, but- <laughs> I was thinking
1: the same thing.
0: And we maybe should have done this.
1: A you day know, before. I was like on my on, on my sixth surly, and I'm like, why are we not doing that all-important all Chris Reed? In, in fact, you know what? I bet you Chris Reed loves a surlier four.
0: He probably does, yeah. He looks like he, a
1: guy who would drink a surly, doesn't yes. he? Yes. Mm-hmm.
0: So, well, and speaking of that, Purple Daily is presented by Surly Brewing Company and TCL, which has a new lineup of award-winning TVs delivering the most entertainment with stunning resolution, all at an affordable cost. Enjoy more of the things you love with TCL. So we just want the Vikings to win a Super Bowl before we die. And having a crappy offensive line makes it very difficult to win a Super Bowl, all right? Chris Reed, let's go through the tail of the tape here. We'll get to Mock Draft Monday as well on Purple Daily. But uh, Chris Reed was 39th out of 88 guards last season, according to Pro Football Focus. He is average, and that might as well be Pro Bowl caliber compared to some of the other guards that we've seen running through here. Mm -hmm. So he was 39th out of 88, 26th in run blocking, 56th in pass protection, which, by the way, Ole Udo was like 79th out of 88, so he's a better pass protector than Ole Udo. And get this. He's only committed six penalties over the past two seasons combined. 1,400 snaps, only six penalties for Chris Reed. So, you know, pop the champagne. Play the horn. Let's be celebrating. Hold on, let me find it here. Let's be, no, I got something better for you guys. Okay. Let's play the full song, actually. Okay. Let's fire up a little Skull Vikings for this one. For having potentially an average offensive
1: line. In 2022.
2: What does it say? Your thoughts
1: on Chris Reed. What does it say, not about Chris Reed, but about Judd Zolkad, that when I saw this signing and started to delve into it a bit, and I think that I I wrote something for scorenorth.com, and I sent a note to Phil. I I said, can you please send me some PFF backup here on if Chris Reed is good or not? What does it say about me that I was actually, by the time I got done p- putting together my write-up on Chris Reed, like, yeah, this isn't bad. Dude, this I just is, sort of this like is great. this. This is great. I mean, <laughs> I'm not kidding you. I mean,
0: uh, you know, would it be nice to have five Steve Hutchinson caliber players along your offensive line? Yes. But if if they can just become the 16th best offensive line yes. in the NFL, it'll be the best offensive line Kirk Cousins has played behind mm-hmm. since uh, since joining the Vikings. The other thing here too is the Vikings are making a concerted effort to bring in experienced starting caliber veterans along one of the youngest offensive lines in the nFL so so Chris Reed, thirty years old, I think in like June or July this summer twenty six career NFL starts Jesse Davis, who they signed what a week week and a half ago, he's thirty years old seventy two career NFL starts neither neither one of those guys is guaranteed a starting spot right now, but like that right guard. Is, is wide open right now for the taking. So you add those guys, 30 years old, you know, a hundred combined starts in the NFL at guard. They've both been average ish in their careers, which again is not a rip. It's actually a celebration here for this franchise. Mm-hmm. Um, and you add them to Christian Derrissaw, Ezra Cleveland, Garrett Bradbury, Brian O'Neill, Oli Udo, Wyatt Davis, all of whom are under the age of 27 right now. And dare I say, I don't love the Vikings offensive line yet. But I can st- I'm, I'm starting to see, okay, okay, new scheme, new coaching staff, couple actual average caliber players to, to, to fit in here into the mix. I'm starting to come around a little bit on the Vikings offensive line and the picture that Kevin O'Connell and Quasey have, all right? Starting to come around a little
2: bit. Well,
1: I think that's completely fair because I think the tackles are good. Like, I, I think their tackles are good, and, and that is a huge starting point. So, like, when you could say that the left and right tackle are are either solid or well beyond that, that's great, right? I don't buy into the fact that Ezra Cleveland is a disappointment somehow. I think he's going to be fine. Like, is he going to be a Pro Bowl player? I have no clue. Perhaps not. Is he an active train wreck? Because, I mean, we're talking about active volcanoes here that are blowing (laughs) up every Sunday, right? And it's like, don't, you know... Don't ever let your insurance lap because your your home is going to get hit with molten lava and probably blow up. Do I think that Ezra Cleveland is guilty of being on that train? Absolutely not. I don't. I think he'll be fine. Okay, that's three guys. The right guard, and I will say this, I will go to my grave saying this about the 2021 Vikings right guard. Only Udo was set up to fail. Like, I'm sorry, I'm not going to beg on a guy who got a phone call in July, probably thought it was like his parents or something. And it's the Vikings saying, We're moving you to guard. The guy's a career tackle. Like, that's not just a, well, you should just move and be fine. Yeah. He was set up to fail. He has, I don't think he has any business being asked to go back to guard now. Um, and, and then as they started to add guys, you know, Jesse Davis to me sounds like a swing guy. He's a backup guy, right? So I feel like. This signing is the first guy where I say, you know what? I think he's probably going to win the job. I think he's going to be at least solid. That's all I want. The center position still scares me. It scares me a lot. I'm not I'm not going to try and lie about that or or say that, yeah, I'm fine with, with that. Garrett Bradbury scares me. But I do feel like now at least four of the five positions, you either are going to be average, solid, Or beyond that good. So I feel better. I feel better for sure.
0: Yeah, this is, I mean, obviously, like, Garrett Bradbury is still a huge question mark. And I think we're assuming, you know, the best version of some of these other players. Um, But I think the upside of Christian Darisaw, could he be an eight-year franchise left tackle? Yes. Brian O'Neal is already one of the better right tackles in the NFL. So if you've got your tackles figured out, you should be able to figure the rest out you know but like you know it is the vikings and and they've had trouble figuring out the interior so i guess what i'm saying is i just like the fact that there's a limited amount of money to spend here and you know they they dug that grave themselves from a cap perspective but it seems like they're doing a pretty good job with the limited cap space they have of bringing guys in that have a chance to at least elevate this offensive line a little bit is it you know we we went through that list what a month ago of the top 8 or 9 free agent guards and, and Chris Reed was not one of them. But just being average can be a huge lift for Kirk Cousins and for this offense. And 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 then we have to see what the new coaching staff can bring to the table too. So welcome aboard Chris Reed.
2: <laughs> this kind of reminds me of like when uh it's spring training and you have like a bunch of different guys competing for that fifth spot in the rotation. Right? Like it it, it your first three to four guys you have in pencil, that fourth guy's gonna have to earn it, but then who in God's name are we going to put at the fifth? Like, who, who is it going to be? There's some in-house options. There's some kids that we could throw in. But then the twins, they, they bring in Chris Archer. Like, oh, oh, Chris Archer, a guy who hasn't, you know, been good in four years, but an established name who I know. And I feel like that the, the guard is kind of similar to this from, a, like, a baseball perspective of, you know what, the in-house options, they're fine. We have depth. If we have an injury, we can plug and play someone. Let's go get somebody who actually can legitimately just hold this position down and make you feel a little bit better when it's his turn to go on the rotation. Yeah, because that was reminds me of
0: that's the other thing too, like when the Vikings starting offensive linemen have been questionable in different spots. And then if one of those dudes gets hurt now, it's like, oh, God, not so only Udo's already bad. And then like, who's coming in for only Udo? Yeah. Well, now, you know, let's say the starting offensive line is Christian Derrissaw, Ezra Cleveland, Garrett Bradbury, cross your fingers. And uh, let's say Chris Reed is the starting right guard. And then, obviously, Brian O'Neill. Okay, Chris Reed gets hurt, or Ezra Cleveland gets hurt, or struggles, or whatever it may be. Okay, well, Jesse Davis has 72 career NFL starts. Uh, at guard, he's better than, like, he's kind of a train wreck tackle, but if you put him at guard, cool, okay, he can, he can hold his own. You know, Ole Udo as, like, the second option off of your bench, a guy who's had some experience, like, if you had to use him for a game or two, okay, he's got some starting experience. Right, and then Wyatt Davis is the ultimate wild card here too. And Wyatt Davis might be the, the best of all of them by the time it's all said and done. You tell me, but they but <laughs> it just finds like out. There's more. It just feels like there's more professionals now in the room than there was a month ago. Which yes, is a good thing.
1: They have 100 percent at least attempted at right guard to address it now. Like it's not how, is it what we would have done on this show? Probably not. But at least like when they signed Aaron Schlotman or Schlotman. I gotta be honest, didn't feel real good about that. I forgot about and, that guy, yeah,
0: he's on yeah. the team too. And
1: yeah. Wyatt and Wyatt uh, Davis, you know, like we just don't know. Jesse uh, is a swing guy, which is fine, but I mean, when, when he signed and there was immediate talk about, well, that could be your, your starting right guard, I gotta admit, the trepidation from my end was extremely high. With this one, at least, I think that you're on the right track. Is Is it perfect? No. Is it an improvement now, and is there competition? Yes, and I am still curious. I do not think, to be clear, that it will be the kid from Iowa, but I still will not be surprised as well if they do draft a center and at least give give themselves another option at that position through the draft.
0: Who is, okay, dumb question. Am I blanking here? Who's their backup center right now?
1: Uh, yeah, it's probably um, Jesse Davis who took some snaps there for the Dolphins. It might be Davis who took some snaps. I saw him taking some snaps in training camp. Like, hmm. it, the, there's no definitive one, right? So, so that's probably even a reason aren't.
0: to to draft somebody, right? Later, right? Even if it's like fourth, fifth round. It's
1: I just something. have, a, I just have a, pro, I have a hard time believing that Garrett Bradbury is going to go into training camp completely unchallenged. Yeah, I right agree. now he would be unchallenged. I mean, they, but, by the way, like, nobody. I, I'm
0: contractually obligated to throw the name J.C. Treader out until oh. he signs with somebody. You think the book is closed on that now? I, I, I mean, I haven't been told that, but it's certainly, I haven't seen his name surface anywhere. Yeah, but he's he's going to sign with somebody. Maybe, yeah. And at this point, it's probably not going to be for a ton of money. It's probably going to be kind of a, you know, just based yeah. on the condition of his legs, his knees, you know, just some of the reports we saw from you know him taking practices off throughout the year because he was hobbled. Okay, okay well, you, you want to come in here and have a one-year prove-it situation? It's. The one thing we don't know is what Kevin O'Connell's new coaching staff and Kwesi thinks of Garrett Bradbury. Like, he's going to say the right things and, you know, make the Rams right. comparisons, but it's possible they're saying, you know, maybe they've had conversations already with a J.C. Tretter, and I'm just – that I am not reporting that. I'm just floating it. Would you be shocked? I mean, they've already made all these all-in moves. If you got the cap no. space, well, bring no, him in. I wouldn't in. be
1: shocked. I, I'm just surprised there's been nothing about Tretter – basically connected to the rest of the league since the Browns uh jettisoned him yeah like I I just thought that there would be some type of traction and and here's the other thing too so you're you're right when it comes to O'Connell you know O'Connell at the combine was very complimentary of Bradbury talked about and and until I see it differently I'm going to assume that he was at least partially or largely telling the truth here's the thing though that we also don't know from a coaching standpoint and and Ben Gessling's story in today's Tribune, which which had a ton on on O'Connell's approach to the defense, shows like, uh, and this is not a bad thing, but it shows a, a, a confidence slash arrogance about his ability to coach things, which he should have. That being said, though, what we don't know is this. How much better do these guys think from an offensive standpoint Kirk can make the line himself? Like, we haven't had that discussion yet. But if they're completely convinced that Kirk Cousins was failures were a product of the people that came before them, um the Green Bay Packers, last time I, I checked in 2021, basically lost their offensive line. It was decimated, right? Yeah. But they still won 13 games because their quarterback is so good. So I'm just saying there we this might sound crazy, but we need to keep in mind that Kevin O'Connell is going to have a certain amount of hubris about the fact that he thinks that he can make Kirk so good potentially that Kirk can, that Kirk's previous shortcomings when it came to the line will now make up for the line's problems.
0: Yeah, great. I mean, yes, the Viking like the Vikings, no one's denying the Vikings' offensive line has not had great players and, and has lacked great development, but great quarterbacks and also great schemes can elevate offensive lines. I mean, Peyton Manning was a statue, but his preparation, his pre snap ability to read and to get the ball out where and when he needed to. You know, he I think he got sacked one time like nine times in a full season. You know, like you know, Peyton Manning, one of the least mobile quarterbacks of all time, was not racking up twenty five, thirty, forty sacks on a regular basis. But so so I, I do think the scheme and Kirk within the scheme are going to help the offensive line in pass protection too. It just, you know, again, when you have a head coach that wasn't ever popping his head in a meaningful way into offensive meetings, I'm like, yeah, you're probably your offensive lineman over the course of four years plus are probably not going to live up to their expectations. They're probably not going to overperform. You can look at the Rams off some of those Rams offensive linemen and and you can play this game across like some Andy Reed offenses throughout, you know, Kansas City and Philadelphia too. And you're like, man, it's not a bunch of first and second rounders. I mean, there's some dudes who are just like elevating above where they were graded maybe going into drafts because coaching development scheme Good quarterback pairing, right? And the Vikings have just not had that
1: infrastructure lately. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I just want people to know I like this signing. Ladies and gentlemen, Purple Daily, Judd Zolgad, from his chair right now, (laughs) likes this signing. I'm positive.
0: (laughs) Wow. This is a landmark moment on Purple Daily. Judd Zolgad being positive. After this, this,
1: TikTokers. I just want people who, who... Get on Twitter and say those guys never have anything positive to say. I actually looked at this and said, "Yeah, okay."
0: Amazing, I'm amazing, uh, boys. Let's. Uh, should we make our surly announcement here? It's a Monday. We're oh, allowed yeah, to announce this, right? Yeah, we're All allowed right. to announce it. <laughs> so we are going to be holding talking. at Surly Brewing Company. We are going to be holding mm. a night one draft party. It's the Surly Purple Daily Vikings Draft Party. And one night only, they will be unveiling a special Purple Daily partnered beer called Before I Die, the Before I Die Pale Ale, a beer that celebrates approachable hop flavor and the audacity of one thought, a professional football championship for the state of Minnesota. Just one before I die. That's all we ask. Six o'clock, Thursday, April 28th. 7th? 8th? I should have my calendar open. The third, the night one of the NFL draft that Thursday. Mm-hmm. The last Thursday in April. Mm-hmm. We're going to be doing a four, five hour live stream, which if you're not able to make it in town in Minneapolis, you can also watch on YouTube. And we'll have the draft going. We'll have the before I die, pale ale, and hopefully hundreds of Vikings fans hanging out and celebrating. It Love should it. be a blast.
1: April 28th. And April yes. 28th. Yes, yes, we will be... Um... We we will be enjoying the fruits of the brewers who are outstanding and yeah let's say, let's just say I'm going to have a few while we're doing the game yes. uh, or the draft. I'm
0: so not gonna we and and this before I die pale ale too again this is you have to be at the you have to be at Surly on that Thursday April 28th it's a one night only uh, situation. Maybe, you know, if people like it maybe we can twist their arms into doing something more long term but for right now it's one night one only night only before I die. Pale Ale. So we'll be talking about this. We'll add some more details here and there, but uh, if you're a Vikings fan, if you're a Purple Daily fan, come on down. It's going to be super fan-friendly, interactive. We're going to have a microphone and a camera set up if you want to join the show. We'll just have Ventline going once the Vikings make their pick, so we'll turn Ventline into an in-person affair at Surly. Should be a blast. I love it. And I'll be wait. wearing my chill boys. Oh, about you guys, but definitely we'll be oh, wearing no my question, chill boys. No
1: question about it. No question maybe, about it. Maybe the long underwear. If it's chilly, we'll see I could see that, yeah. A- April 28th, I could see that, yeah. Before and, I die and before I'm so cold. cold.
2: You know, like, that's, that's kind of <laughs> well, how I won't look be at cold. it. Exactly. Yeah, I won't be cold. Not at
1: all. <laughs> what a night. Surly, a beer brewed just basically for our cause and our fa- and, and the fans' cause and Chill Boys. Yes. It's just it's, a collision
0: of greatness. It's going to be a blast. Chill Boys is a Minnesota-based company. You can find them online at chillboys.com, the most comfortable underwear that we have ever worn before. Uh, And now you have enough time, too. If you live out of state, if you're a transplant Vikings fan, you got time to book a flight or a road trip or whatever it is. Come hang out at Surly on night one of the draft, and uh, we'll have a good time. We'll cheers a few Surlys together before I die. All right. Another thing happened over the weekend in Vikingsville, or not really in Vikingsville, but something that might have explained the Jim Harbaugh situation. All right. I just just want to get your guys' thoughts on this. So, Mm -hmm. Jocina Anderson tweeted out NFL Insider: "I'm told Colin Kaepernick has informed others he's open to accepting even a backup quarterback role if that's what it takes to facilitate a return to the NFL. Which, by the way, like, dude, you've been out of league for six years, you know, you know blackballed or whatever. Like, you're not just going to get a starting role. After Obviously, you so would have
1: to sorry. take a backup role. Yeah. Yes. So,
0: like, breaking news. He would like. I, that's it's it's good that you're open to a backup role." Um, According to a league source, you have to credit Jim Harbaugh that he's willing to help his former player try to get back. So Harbaugh had Kaepernick throw passes to Michigan wide receivers during halftime of the Michigan spring game this weekend in front of pro scouts. Mm -hmm. So they have maintained or rekindled a relationship. Um, Kaepernick has now thrown with Tyler Lockett and some other NFL receivers Harbaugh went to a Super Bowl with Colin Kaepernick. So I think my speculative question for you guys is things ended sort of weird when Harbaugh was in town. They met for like eight or nine hours. There was never an offer made, and they could just clearly, they could tell both sides that they weren't envisioning the same future for the Vikings. We know that ownership doesn't just want to get rid of Kirk Cousins for anybody. Is there a chance Jim Harbaugh? brought Colin Kaepernick up in those discussions with Vikings ownership?
1: Well, mentioned him perhaps, but was that the problem? I don't think so. So it sounds like, um, and the the reports were, that that there was a long portion where Jim Harbaugh was talking to, to the Wilfs and the people on this committee that the Vikings had, where things were going really well. Everyone's getting along, they're talking about, um but i think the problem is i think jim harbaugh probably if he didn't bring up kaepernick i think he probably brought up his expectation of control and i think he probably brought up you jim doesn't seem to me to be the kumbaya type of let's have uh collaboration complete you know because football a lot of football people don't um and i think what the kaepernick thing might not have been the the sticking point in this case, but I think the Kaepernick and his relationship with Colin shows the fact that Jim Harbaugh probably brought up some things that he expected to be in control of. And he might have said, hey, Quasi and I will be. But it's become abundantly clear. I I think you you would have to be not attempting to read the tea leaves at all in the 2022 um, so far uh, uh, springtime moves or lack thereof by the Vikings at times. It's become quite clear that there are more than just a couple of people making decisions at TCL. So I think beyond like just Kaepernick, I think that how Harbaugh operates. And you know what? I keep going back to what I've been saying. People have to make decisions. So I'm not even criticizing this. But I think the way he operates probably derailed what the Vikings expected, and just as importantly, what he expected. And the Kaepernick thing certainly could have played a role if his name was brought up. Mm -hmm.
0: How would you have reacted, Declan, if that, let's say Harbaugh would have gotten the job and the Vikings traded Kirk Cousins for like a first and a third, and Jim Harbaugh would have pushed to bring Colin Kaepernick to Minnesota? Mm
2: -hmm. Personally, I wouldn't have that much of a problem with it. Um, I, I think when Harbaugh was going through that interview that day, and I think the feel was, in Jim Harbaugh's mind, when I was going to go interview for that job, I'm going to get this job. Like, I'm going there to sign the dotted line, and I'm going to be the next coach of this team. And I am sure that the conversation of Colin Kaepernick at some point was brought up. Kwesi and Jim Harbaugh are tight. Harbaugh coached him in in San Francisco. I'm sure that was discussed. My trepidation is is that, or or what I think got lost is, when Quasey then maybe brought that idea to ownership because Quasey says he has to bring everything to their baby. That is the Minnesota Vikings to the ownership ownership said, ah, no chance in hell we're signing off and we're not on board with a move of that nature. Personally, I, I would be okay with that because I think Kaepernick could potentially be a stopgap option. And I do believe of the 64 quarterbacks in the NFL for starter and backup he is in between the 32-64 to 64 mark, even if them him being out of the league for the last five years. Yeah, but, he's probably but, closer
0: to, to 50 15. now than four years ago. He might have been closer to you know, 20. But I, I, but I
2: could have signed up for that plan. I totally could have signed up for that.
0: Listen, I, I, I find it fascinating that Jim Harbaugh is sort of putting his arm around Kaepernick and, and trying to show pro scouts and show, listen, like, this guy can still play like he's, he's going to bat for him. And so if the opportunity would have presented itself – I absolutely think he would have made a run to bring Kaepernick in as a backup. I don't think he'd just give a guy after six years. And by the way, his last couple of years, not good. And he's thirty-four so,
1: now too, yeah.
0: Yeah. I mean it's been about eight years since he's been good, yep. you know, a top fifteen or twenty caliber quarterback in the NFL. Yep. But but when that started, you know, over the weekend when you started to see those stories, like, man, all right, I do I wonder if that came up in discussions or if or if Jim had a certain thought about Kirk. And and, you know, the Wilfs had a a different thought. I don't know. I just find it sort of interesting.
1: I would love to know how open, if at all, with with these various candidates, both for the GM and coaching job, they were to potentially moving on from Kirk because it doesn't seem like very like it seems like like they were in their minds wedded to Kirk. And that doesn't mean that there wouldn't be talk about, well, wh- what if we could, you know, potentially trade him for a first round pick or two picks? So I don't think that if you didn't embrace Kirk, you were immediately shown the door. But I think if you did, like O'Connell did, I think the Wolves, and this again, and this is the important thing this committee, which all had a say, I think that it became probably their, their, idea and thought process that we'd like to start with with kirk and look whether we agree with this or not it is very clear that the majority of people who helped to hire the gm and coach think that mike was for lack of a better term out of control right like
0: why that's haven't become re- really clear why haven't we heard more from mike in the last couple months you guys I find it weird that he hasn't he been at all in the mix for a coordinator job? Is Duke, he is he just that burned out in his personal and professional life?
1: Dukes didn't get into in specifics, but I mean, I, I think he was one thousand percent citing a source a couple of weeks back when when he said that Mike had some things going on in his life. Hmm. So my guess is, yeah. But I mean, they have definitely made Mike Zimmer the fall guy. Yeah.
0: Well. Yeah. He he I mean, seemed no he seemed just very downtrodden like he wasn't enjoying his professional life much anymore at the end yep and I guess I, I kind of thought I mean I'm on the record with a couple write-that-down predictions saying I thought he would <laughs> you know take two or three weeks go chill out at the ranch drink and a little Fowler, red wine and then bounce back and be a coordinator but man.
1: Fowler reported that too it, it, that was what two months back reported Jeremy what Fowler tweeted specifically that he heard that Mike was trying that that the word was that Mike didn't want a coach in 2022, but Jeremy said he would take a coordinator's job in 2022. That's the last that we heard of Mike at all. So it is weird, and I don't know if something happened after that or what exactly.
0: He shouldn't have to go back to being a position coach. No. if, he, if No, if, hell no. I feel like he should get a coordinator. I know that people are going to say, well, yeah, but he's, he's out of touch in defense. Yeah, but, like, if you just told him... Only focus on defensive coordinator things, which I get. The joke is, well, wasn't he doing that with the Vikings? No, I mean, no, he was still focused on like he had his time being taken uh, taken away in a certain ways. So, right, you know, but obviously, it's it's not going to happen in 2022 at this point. So, um, are you guys? Do you guys want to do a little mock draft Monday here? Absolutely. You guys want to fire this up?
1: It's less than a so. month to the draft. Draft, mock- guys. Let's mock- do it.
0: All right. I want- All right, this Mock Draft Monday is from a special website that Judd and I love. And it's presented by a new partner on the show, the Meadows at Mystic.
2: That's right. The Meadows at Mystic Lake, one of the best public golf courses in the entire state of Minnesota. Just right down 169 in the Metro, right down in Prior Lake, right in Mystic Lake Casino there. And here's the great thing. So we're we're still waiting right for golf season to open up. A little bit it's still a little cold there's some still sleet and snow in the forecast but it's master's week baby it's master's week phil's ready i'm ready i'm voting for cam smith i know scheffler is a big guy with Mackey here it's master's week it's the greatest week end of the year in golf so here's what you can do in the tiger
0: is a game time decision by the way and a i can't wait game for that time decision it's
2: so great. imagine if you're down if you're down there and you were at the meadows bar and grill at the mystic lake casino watching tiger hit that first bomb off the deck Just watching that. You can go down there and still watch the Masters. They want you to come down and hang out with them. And this pro shop, I've been to a lot of golf courses in the last few years. You know, there's like little tiny little course shops off the side, and there's maybe a couple hats. It is an exclusive and an exquisite uh, collection at the clubhouse at at the Meadows at Mystic Lake. Check them out. Yes, they're a brand-new sponsor here at Score North. Really happy that they're on board on Purple Daily. Check them out, the Meadows at Mystic Lake Casino.
0: Boom. Uh, Also,
1: let's tell the audience how they can lose like 40 pounds, give or take, in uh, just a few months. That is that is very possible, thanks to my friends. At Livia Weight Control Centers, I am down approximately, as Phil just said, 40 pounds since September. And I want you to join me now on a program that I can 100% tell you work. And how do I know that? Because it's worked for me. It can work for you. In fact, get 25% off your program plus 35 meals for free. 25% off the program, 35 meals for free. And right now you're saying, Judd, tell me more because I want to lose those pounds for summer. It's as easy as this visit livia.com l i v e a.com or call 855 go l i v e a you can uh, go in and talk to their dietitians or let's say that, that you're a purple daily fan in i don't know florida and you're like Judd, there's not there, how do i do, do it virtually that's right they can send you your meals talk to a dietitian um On Zoom, it's great. Livia.com. Take that weight off and have all of your clothes fit again for summer. All right. Mock
0: Mock Draft Monday. This one comes from DraftBlaster.com.
1: DraftBlaster.com. DraftBlaster
0: is is the thinking man's guide to the draft.
1: That's right. That's That's their tagline. The greatest tagline for something that that sounds like anything but thinking.
0: The Thinking Man's Guide draft to the explosion. Draft. All right, so this one was posted, let's see here, just a couple of days ago on April 1st. And uh, I don't know, it doesn't even have a byline on it. So it's just, I don't know, it's some, someone from DraftBlaster.com, okay?
1: It's the DraftBlaster himself, Phil. He and it's no the introduction.
0: The first sentence says, Important note, before you begin with this mock, be forewarned that you may very well, might not, that you may very well might not agree with our strong opinions. However, wow. we back up all of our points. Over the almost decade that we have been doing this, the mock draft world has just gotten worse and worse. That's because there's almost no barrier to entry. So apparently draftblaster.com is above wow, the dude. barrier to world entry. DraftBlaster Blaster is drawing a line in the sand. <laughs> wow. Uh this yeah this intro goes on for like 500 words here and then it gets to the first overall pick. <laughs> okay, good. Okay. <laughs> the Jacksonville Jaguars selecting Aiden Hutchinson, edge rusher, Michigan. Okay. okay. Oh my god, sorry. I just saw the last sentence of this preamble cuz it's right above the first pick. Okay. <laughs> um this is amazing. You may or may not Agree, but what follows comes from intellectual integrity, a dedication to logic, and exhaustive research. So do not take this mock lightly from DraftBlaster.com.
2: I'm saying that to bed every night now going forward until draft season. I'm repeating that in my head every day. <laughs> D- draft
1: Blaster so- sounds like he needs a nice vacation, and we're not even to the draft yet. Yeah, it's like, dude, call me, like str- a month left? Just just very stressed calm. out. It's okay, Blaster. Calm blaster. Down. DB, it's okay.
0: All right, number two, the Detroit Lions, Trayvon Walker, edge rusher, Georgia. Uh, then Evan O'Neal, I'm sorry, Evan Neal, the tackle from Alabama to the Texans at three. Kyle Hamilton, safety, Notre Dame to the Jets at four. Equanu, uh, the tackle from North Carolina State to the Giants at five. Then the Panthers take Kenny Pickett, quarterback from Pittsburgh. And there's literally 500 more words defending why this is a great pick, and how the internet's going to laugh at this pick, but Kenny Pickett is the pick here. So I'll spare you that right up, and we'll scroll all the way down. Okay, There's the Malik Willis stat comparisons. Wow, they're really feeling insecure about this. Um, okay, the Giants at seven taking Garrett Wilson, wide receiver, Ohio State. Falcons taking uh, Sauce Gardner, cornerback, Cincinnati. Seahawks taking Matt Corral, quarterback, Ole Miss. It's interesting. Jets taking Charles Cross, the offensive tackle from Mississippi State. The Commanders taking Trent McDuffie, cornerback Washington, which leaves the Vikings at pick number 12, according to DraftBlaster.com. DraftBlaster.com. Selecting from the great state of Minnesota, Jermaine Johnson II, defensive end, oh. Florida State. I want
1: a mock! Mock!
0: Yes. How long's right. the write-up? two
1: sentences <laughs> it's oh. the
0: shortest right up here the vikings are going through a complete change at the moment their defense was the main focus for years and with a new scheme we'll need some different
1: position types <laughs> dude dude is running out of steam on pick 12 okay that's my so, analysis of db it's running so at, out of steam
0: so you may be thinking uh, this is what's tough because for this year's team you already got daniel hunter you got zadarius smith right you got your you got two great edge rushers Right. Well, Zadarius Smith's contract is not it's not a very I mean, both guys don't have a ton of guaranteed money left after 2022 and both have huge right injury backgrounds. Yes. So if you were just drafting for this year's team, I don't think you would take an edge rusher here. If you're looking out at 2023, 24, 25, it opens up to taking just the best player
1: available. But uh, if they went edge over cornerback here, how would you feel? I wouldn't be surprised. Um, so here's my thing about about that potential pick, too. Are you really going to go into the season, unless you've got a guy on your current depth chart now that, that you like a lot, are you going to go into the season thinking Z'Darrius Smith and Daniil Hunter are both going to play 17 games? Like, the foolishness of that. Now, Now, I have my fingers crossed, and I think, that Daniil can bounce back because um, he, he's had two uh, two very different injuries, and so, like, that might have been a bit of a fluke. Zedarius has a back problem, so, like, I would not be surprised. I and, and if they are convinced that this defense is going to rotate far more around the ability to put on pressure, which is then going to help the corners out, got to admit, I wouldn't be shocked.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I think just and just to go through the rest of just you know to pay full respect to DraftBlaster.com yeah. here. I do think we should make our above, way through the
1: rest of it. He's above, above the barrier. Above the barrier. So to entry, yeah, if you go above yeah. the barrier. We have to know what you're saying.
0: Exactly. Or something. So like that. Uh, okay, Derek Stingley drops to 17 to the Chargers. He's the the third cornerback here in the discussion. Okay. Right. Tyler Linderbaum goes 19th. He's the center from Iowa to the Eagles. Okay. And then the Steelers take Malik Willis at 20th. I would be pretty surprised if Malik Willis is still there at pick 20. I feel like the Steelers are going to have to trade up to
1: get him. I agree. I think somebody else is going to try it. If they don't, somebody will.
0: Yeah. So there you have it. That wow. is your Mock Draft Monday from DraftBlaster.com, the thinking man's guide to I want the a draft. mock! <sighs> Draft
1: Blaster has gotten really insecure, oh, though. It's like,
0: dude, I feel fine. like five you're years back, you're TV blaster, just man. You're brought good. it.
1: Like, like he just brought it. Like he just brought the meat and potatoes, and now it's like we are above mm. the line. And it's like, Draft Blaster, you don't need to, you don't need to justify your existence, my man. I kind of want to read that. Or woman, it could this. be a woman, I don't know. Almost all mocks are just
0: people projecting their own biases and concocted an unfounded See? analysis that seemingly has no accountability. Case in point. The idea of a raw, mobile, strong-armed quarterback that can be taught to read defenses and make reads is not a unicorn, but rather a myth. Super Bowl-winning QBs read defenses, make progressions, and make all the throws. So they're now they're like now they're like
1: ripping Malik Willis before you even wow, get to the mock. Here it's crazy. Like the FBI might want to examine this. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm becoming concerned about draft it, and it kinda, mental
2: state. It kind of sounds like a write-up about Score North. Like like we. We, we we're accountable for our actions. Like we call we're out each line. other, and we call out other things that happen, and we we back things up with stats and and, and statistical analysis. We're above the line.
0: Yeah. I don't think you need to justify us, Declan. Now you're doing what Draft Blasters do. That's what I'm now saying. Now you're now you're both doing it. No, yeah, no, no but, no, but no, but Draft Blaster,
1: ourselves. but dra- Draft Blaster is like like five years back he he just or she just brought it the uh, picks, right. and now it's like well I'm I'm spending okay,
2: uh-huh.
1: like uh, you know. Let's just live and let live on mock drafts, okay?
0: I'm uh, I'm rooting for draftblaster.com. I legitimately <laughs> hope that this becomes one of the top 3 mock draft websites <laughs> in the in the universe. Um all right, also a shout out to our friends at Federated Mutual Insurance Company. They've been helping businesses and supporting us here on Score North for a long long time. And uh they're preaching safe driving month here, you know, safe driving awareness month in the month of April. There's a lot of things we can't control you can't control. You know, which players get picked before you. There's a lot of things in life you can't control. How safely you drive. Generally, you can control that, All right? Just uh, eyes up, 10-2, and get home safe. And Federated has all sorts of tips and tools for uh, how to be a safer driver at federatedinsurance.com. All right, boys. Mock Draft Monday in the books. Vikings have trended toward an average offensive line, which is a huge development. Good move, guys. That's right. And uh, we'll have plenty more throughout the week and mark your calendars for April 28th, night one of the NFL draft. Come hang out with us at Surly Brewing Company in Minneapolis, Minneapolis, St. Paul, pretty much right on the border. See you guys tomorrow.
1: This holiday season, Peloton's got a gift for you. Get up to $200 off accessories with
0: the purchase of a Peloton bike, bike plus or tread